Thank you, Ruth. We certainly are thankful to be in that place, sheltered in the arms of God. Amen? Amen. But we do appreciate that song and sharing that. It comes, comes very timely this morning. And uh, this morning, uh, I want to continue as we look at what would Jesus say uh, to a group of people. And uh, uh, this morning, what would Jesus say to a Wiccan? And uh, we're going to look at this uh, subject this morning. Last week, we, we tackled Islam. And what would Je Jesus say to a Muslim? And it's, uh, we tackled that because it's almost always in the news. And every day, we, we can't get away from it. Uh, and nationally, internationally, um, this, this particular subject has some national significance as well uh, because uh, uh, if you remember, a U.S. Senate candidate admitted that she had dabbled in witchcraft as a teenager. And then uh, recently, uh, we, we look at uh, uh, the Pagan Pride Project is what the, its name. Uh, they're now allowed uh, to uh, put Wiccan symbols on tombstones of U.S. soldiers who were Wiccan. And uh, these symbols can be used on, on those tombstones. So we, it's, these things creep into our, our thinking. But this week, uh, uh, when you talk on a subject like this, there's a lot of spiritual... Uh, warfare that that takes place and uh, this has been a battle and in uh, putting this together and I'm going to uh, uh, give you uh, more information than you probably need but uh, uh, but I think we need to know but I want us to pray as we begin father we we thank you that we are indeed sheltered in your arms and we're thankful, Lord, that you are God of all, maker of all things. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. And Lord, we, we're thankful that you have made, you were before all things, you made all things, you are bringing all things into a relationship with you. And Father, we talk about something that is part of your creation, and uh, help us not to worship these things. Help us to know the difference. And uh, we, we're thankful for so very, very much. And uh, we just give you praise as we want to be, uh, we want to be obedient to what you would have me say. And uh, Lord, we just uh, give you the glory and thanks in uh, Jesus' precious name. And everybody said, Amen. Lord, have control. Amen. But as we look at this, this has, it comes close to home. I'll be honest with you. It, it comes close to home. Uh, something very close to our neighborhood. Uh, two blocks away on the corner of uh, 11th Street and Clarendon, uh, where the light is there, is the Book of Shadows. And that is the name of the, of the spell book uh, that Wiccans use. And uh, uh, there's, a, there's a difference between praying 
that this place would close down and in the meantime we need to be aware of what to say what would Jesus say to someone who is a customer at this store or who believes uh, in these things uh, so uh, I have uh, as I same thing as I did last week a uh, front and back uh, notes I made wrote up for you typed up and just kind of copied and pasted here uh, there's copies up here for uh, for just about everybody if you want to come up later and uh, pick these up uh, you're more than welcome to uh, uh, because it would be a good tool for you to use. In 2012, George Barna uh, came out with the top 12 most significant or surprising faith findings for that year. And number two, coming in second of the top 12, it was like this. Three out of every four teenagers have engaged in at least one type of psychic or witchcraft related activity. Among the most common of these endeavors are using a Ouija board, reading books about witchcraft or Wicca, playing games involving sorcery or witchcraft. Uh, conversely, during the past year, fewer than three out of every 10 church teenagers have received any teaching from their church about elements of the supernatural. And I want to give references, that's from uh, Barna.org, uh, uh, Barna.org, and I repeat what I said last week: is in, in, in that for us as parents and us as grandparents, uh, this series that we're talking about is important because our children and our grandchildren are growing up in a totally tolerant and accepting postmodern atmosphere, with no regard as to what's true and what's false. And uh, so last week we talked about what would Jesus say to a Muslim. Uh, next week we'll talk about what would Jesus say to an atheist. Uh, and that'll be the subject for the bulletin, uh, Marcy. Uh, and then uh, in, a, in a couple weeks after that, we'll talk about uh, what would Jesus say to a homosexual. Uh, so uh, we're kind of hitting on some, uh, some areas. Our culture is tolerant of everything except Christianity. You can say what you want about anything and then people will get mad if you talk bad about, about, uh, about anything except you open up your Bible and boy, they are on top of you. And uh, being a Christian, you're on the bottom of the totem pole. Uh, our, but our children must hear truth from the church and understand and especially like I said two blocks away we need to know you don't know if your neighbor or the person we're witnessing to or coming in the door you know what what are they thinking what's what's going on and uh, as we talk especially uh, uh, Larry went out and, uh, and met with some families we from VBS and uh, and uh, so we're, we're, we're making arrangements. If you want to join in, we're still, we're still signing up and going out and, and taking the registration information. But they ran in from, you know, those kids run down the street from, from all different directions, from the behind us to the front of us to the side and the north and south. Kids were coming in for, for VBS. We have that. We're going to be talking to these people. 
And, uh, and so we need to know what is it that we, what we, we may need to know. And this topic of Wicca is especially relevant for parents of, of, uh, of the demographic group that they're reaching. And the biggest demographic group that the Wicca is reaching is teenage girls. And they're influenced by, turn on the TV, Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, which is an older show, Wizards of Waverly Place, Charmed, Supernatural. The list grows longer. Yeah, of, of, it seems like one particular uh, uh, network on TV, all they have is, is uh, shows about witchcraft. Uh, Harry Potter, you know, a lot of, a lot of the, the things that are there, experimenting with the occult. And that's what has opened up in that area. And there's even a secret spells Barbie uh, that's been uh, for sale. And uh, I looked it up and I did a copy and paste of their, this is what's on the, uh, uh, the sales page for uh, Secret Spells Barbie. Hey girls, there's a new Barbie in town, Wiccan Barbie. Now you and Barbie can hold rituals, cast spells, just like a real witch. Instructions are included for all the major Sabbaths, casting a, a circle, love spells and more. Form your own coven with your friends. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so, some preliminary points. Uh, and this is kind of a, a point, uh, a, but not a point, okay? I'm just kind of laying some groundwork. Uh, I want to make three, three statements right from the beginning. And the first one is, it's okay to write in your Bible. Remember last, year, last week, we talked about the fact that if you're approaching a Muslim with a Bible that you've written in, you have desecrated a holy writing and they will not speak to you or have anything to say. So this week it's okay. As a matter of fact, write as much as you can in the margins. So you've got one Bible that doesn't have anything written in and you got another Bible that's your, it's your note Bible. Uh, uh, get the word of God in your head, in your heart, in your hands, anywhere, anyway. And so those, you know, writing in your Bible and your margins, I do, do, do appreciate that. But uh, um, we need to know the truth in order to spot error, right? Uh, one of the things I used to do as a restaurant manager, and I had uh, uh, teenage girls running a cash register, and uh, you liked to put on the cash register uh, as at the point of sale somebody that's attractive, but nine times out of ten, I, I'm sorry, maybe not that many, but somebody that's attractive needs a little bit help uh, upstairs sometimes. <laughs> okay, so I'm sorry. I, uh, so I would give to them, I would go to the, let's say, here's a, this is what a $20 bill looks like, front and back. And they say, oh, it's boring, what do you do? Who's the president on a 20? Who's the president on a five? Why do we have to know that? Well, because people try to cheat you. You gotta know the truth. You gotta know what's what, what's fake and what's real. Well, because as a restaurant manager, I've found, I can't tell you how many times I found the corners of a 20, four different 20s clipped and, and taped onto a $1 bill. 
And when they hand that fake bill, it's a real bill, but they've clipped the 20 off and taped it to the corners, the girl gives them change for a 20. You know, George Washington is not on the $20 bill. You know, who's on the $20 bill? Anybody? <laughs> Andrew Jackson, okay, anybody? Okay, over here, yeah, there we go. But, so, but any, we've got to be able to spot error, and we've got to be able to spot error spiritually. Okay, moving on. Number two, I have no desire to create an unhealthy interest in the occult. Do not. Do not. My goal is to show the supremacy of Christ this morning in such a way as to motivate you to commit your life to, to God in a much greater way. Live out your purpose in this world for him. Um, the words of C.S. Lewis in Screwtape Letters uh, should be kept in mind. Um, Screwtape Letters was a book written from one demon to a, a higher demon, okay? And there are two equal and opposite errors into which our race can fall about devils. One is to disbelieve in their existence, and the other is to believe and to feel an excessive and unhealthy interest in them. So uh, a truth, a greater truth has not been spoken. Number three, <clears throat> I will not be going on a witch hunt in this sermon. And I don't want you to either. Okay, so this is a very, very touchy subject. As Christ followers, we are to be kind. We are to be polite. And we are to be respectful. What would Jesus say to a Wiccan? And, and when you meet a Wiccan, your first responsibility is to love them as Jesus loves them. And do, do all in your strength to point them to the Savior. Right? So, okay, so we're, as we go on, so what's a Wiccan? Since 2001, the number of Wiccans has doubled every year. And while many studies say that Wicca is the fastest growing religion in our country right now, one author says that trying to find us, though, can sometimes be rather tricky. In a sense, it's hard to know which witch is which. Sorry about that. But slightly more than half of the Americans today say they've never heard of it. What is it? So if you don't have a clue, you will hopefully by the time we're through the next few minutes. So the word Wicca comes from, uh, it can mean wisdom or to bend or shape energy. And it's generic term for modern and contemporary witchcraft with its roots in paganism. This bending or shaping energy, your energy. Somebody starts talking about, you give off great energy. You have negative energy. Now that's kind of, you're into, you're into iffy ground here uh, with that person. Uh, often referred to as witchcraft or the craft without witch on it. Uh, their worship centers around a, a male and a female deity with rituals that revolve around the cycles of nature. So what does a Wiccan believe? Uh, the Wiccan ethic, or as they call it, the Wiccan read, is this. And if it harm none, do what ye will. Uh, basically, that sounds like 
to love your neighbor as you would yourself. But as long as you don't hurt anybody, do whatever you want. Now, who would not want a religion like that? Who would not do whatever you want? And, that, and that's basically the, the basis for it all. And that's actually one of the reasons why it's so popular uh, among especially troubled uh, teenagers, troubled girls, troubled uh, boys as well, that don't, not, not getting along with family or friends. And, and we're going to turn to this. There's, there's one way, one area that we can turn to. But uh, while denying the existence of sin, they don't believe in sin, Wiccans do believe what they call in the rule of three, which states that whatever you do, it will come back to you with triple force. This is that positive energy, negative energy, and uh, uh, this would be similar to karma. All right? Uh, uh, it's difficult to really determine the worldview of a Wiccan because Wicca is so individualistic. Make it up as you go. You are your own. Uh, there's no, no set spokesman or spokesperson for this faith that is growing so fast. You know, you're just, everybody just kind of going off on their own direction at their own speed. And uh, Scott Cunningham, uh, one Wiccan writer, he says, there is not and can never be one pure or true or genuine form of Wicca. It is a merging with the goddesses and gods, the universal energies that created all in existence. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know where to begin with that. Uh, so we're going to keep going. Members are encouraged to experiment with beliefs and behavior, whatever works for you. Whatever works for you. And while some Wiccans are part of a coven or congregation, many or the growing number today is uh, no. Do your, do your own thing. Whatever sounds good for you. They cast spells during ritual practices, many times in a, in a circle uh, that represents the elements of air, fire, water, and earth, the spirit which unites them all. They also use sacramental tools. They call them sacramental tools. Uh, for the Church of the Nazarene, there are two sacraments, and the, one of those sacraments is, is the Lord's Supper, right? And only an elder in the Church of the Nazarene is to administer the sacrament. They use these words. They use these terms. Uh, they, and their tools include what they use, swords, chalices, wands, canes, amulets, stones, shields, and they try to get in nature with, in, in tune with nature. And it's all marked by the phases of the moon. And uh, they're very committed to the protection of the, what they call Mother Earth. Okay, Mother Earth and protection of Mother Earth. And as, but as Christians, as Christ followers, we should embrace creation care, right? But we should avoid worshiping what we're caring for. There's a difference there. I, we need to, God gave dominion of the, of the world to Adam and Eve, and then therefore to us, right? Take care of what we have, but don't worship the thing. It's a created thing. 
We, we need to preserve our planet, but worship God, the creator, the maker. Because what's going to happen? A new heaven and a new earth. We read about in Revelation 21. The Wiccan way believes in magic as a means to live within our world. We, we use magic in order to make it from day to day. And they, they do not accept the concept of ab, absolute evil. Nor do they worship any entity known as Satan. But we want to be very careful. We're going to show you some things uh, here. The Wiccans use a belief of many different traditions. Uh, there's, they use a little of this, a little of that, a little of that. Tie it all together. And like Buddhism, New Age, Hinduism, Indian or Native American spiritual practices, Egyptian religion. Then they throw a, a smattering of Christian symbols in there to catch your eye and uh, to make it attractive. And uh, when asked what the purpose or point of Wicca, here's what one writer says. Uh, the point of Wicca, the real mystery behind it all, is to walk as God and goddess. We don't believe in our gods. We know them. We are them. Sounds to me a little bit like Genesis chapter 3. Right? The old... It's the same old story. The devil doesn't come up with anything new. It's Genesis chapter 3. The serpent. You will be like God. This is the whole thing. This is the whole package here. Again. Coexist. This is nonsense. <laughs> uh, this, this symbol here on the eye is this and then it's there's no coincidence somebody put this together that the eye and you put the little pentagram on top of there the, it's all about me I I am God that's that's what they believe I am God so the Bible way we're getting off of that uh, and I've been helped in my understanding of this by Focus on the Family. And you can get on uh, focusonthefamily.com and look up uh, uh, the hidden traps of Wicca. I, I encourage you to do that. If you're interested, uh, look up this uh, page on Focus on the Family and you'll probably read a lot of uh, what I'm sharing with you today. Uh, there's a book out, Wicca for Dummies. And uh, uh, in that book, they, they basically just tell you people right on the front of this that we've sanitized and we've taken something that should horrify us and made it harmless. Something that should absolutely scare us, scare us into, into at the, to the altar. And we've made it just kind of something cute and fun and funny. And we've repackaged the whole thing. Um, and here's part of what it says. Uh, uh, one thing Wiccans have right is that there's a supernatural world that interacts constantly with the world we see, touch, and smell. Unfortunately, they believe it's okay for humans to interact with spirits and spiritual for forces any way we choose. Many Wiccans say that 
Wicca is harmless and nature-loving, that it has nothing to do with evil, Satanism and dark forces, but that's exactly what Satan wants them to believe. This is from the Faith in, on the Faith in the Family page. Uh, uh, check out 2 Corinthians 11, 14 to 15. Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising then if his servants, mas servants masquerade as servants of righteousness, their end will be what their actions deserve. This is that messenger of light. This is, uh, it can be pointed directly to this. It's imperative and necessary that we go back to the word of God and see what God says about this. Okay, uh, Jesus knew, Jesus was the word. Remember that in John? The word became flesh and dwelt among us. So if anybody could quote the Old Testament, the word in flesh could do that. And that's what Jesus used. Remember when, when Jesus was tempted uh, by the devil in the wilderness, what did he use as a weapon? He spoke the he quoted the Bible, the word, the Old Testament, back to the devil. It is written. It says. Therefore, it says. Right uh, in Luke chapter four, all of that's in there. Now, uh, Wiccans are fond of saying that their paganism predates Christianity. That what they believe is older than Christianity. Well, in a sense, that's true. Because back to the Garden of Eden, Genesis 3, you will not surely die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So Wicca appeals to the desire to be God, not submit to God. When you're God, you don't submit to anybody. You're your own person, and you can do whatever you want. So this kind of this appeals to that. This is a, a growing appeal to that. And back to this writer, this Wiccan writer, Scott Cunningham. We don't bow down to the deities. We work with them. What? You you work? We don't bow down to a deity. We work with the deity. Well, that's you're thinking highly of yourself. You know. All right, uh, Leviticus, these, these scriptures and more, uh, there's more on here that I'm not going to read. Uh, they're on the, the notes page. Uh, Leviticus uh, chapter 19, I'll put this down here, back down here. Do not practice divination or sorcery. Do not turn to mediums or seek out spiritists for you will be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. Deuteronomy 18, let no one be found among you who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engazers in witchcraft or casts spells, or who is a medium or spiritist or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. In 1 Samuel 28, you'll read the story about King Saul, who instead of going to God, consulted a medium, a witch in order to know what to do and uh, uh, speak to the dead. He wanted to know, and speaking to the dead, he wasn't speaking to the dead, he was speaking to the spirit. In uh, 2 Chronicles 33, King Manasseh was involved in some practices that made God upset. When he, as it says in this verse, 
practiced sorcery, divination, witchcraft, consulted mediums and spiritists. He did much in the eyes of the Lord, provoking him to anger. Who to anger the Lord? In the New Testament, we move ahead. Jesus makes it clear that the way to heaven is extremely restrictive. Sorry about that, but it is. That's what Jesus says, enter through the narrow gate, right? For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life and only a few find it. So a, a new study in what's called the Pew Forum finds that most Americans don't believe there's only one way to heaven. And then this quote really troubles me. I put it up here. 57% of evangelical church attendees say they believe many religions can lead to eternal life. And as, we, as believers in Jesus, we must teach what Jesus himself taught. What did Jesus mean when he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life? Right? No man comes to the Father except where? Me. Through me, Jesus said. His claims are very exclusive. You are not your own God or goddess. We are responsible. We are accountable to our Heavenly Father. Amen? Amen. And while some have tried to say that it's possible to be a Wiccan and a Christian, Jesus said... He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. Right? And even though, even though Wiccans say that they're not worshiping Satan, we don't call on Satan, uh, the whole belief system is authored by Satan and cleverly disguised to keep his name out of that. Because once you... People are very aware. I mean, the person who does not go to church knows 666 or Satan or the devil. That's bad. But if you leave all that out and not mention any of that and still say you can be your own God, that sounds kind of good. And people might be attracted to that. But be extremely wary of this. Now, God and goddess worship is in reality an offering to the devil himself. I am the way, John 14, 6, and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. In Acts chapter 13, there was a fellow by the name of Elymas, who opposed Barnabas and he tried to run people away from the faith in Acts 13. And, but, but Paul turned to him and said, you're a child of the devil. He just called a spade a spade, right? So it comes down to what can we do? What can we do? What can you do? What would Jesus say Let's, as we look at this? Uh, why is it that some believe that the church and Christians aren't providing what people are looking for. What can we do about that? So here's some ways. Grow in your faith. And let your kids or your grandkids 
see God changing you. Uh, pray with your kids. And we do that. When we pray, we expect answers. Amen? Now show the purpose of living a Christ-centered life. <clears throat> Reach out to the lonely. One study I read said that 30% of those attracted to wicked were lonely. And they didn't have somebody that they could speak to. That's why the church itself is to encourage each other and make each, make each we're all accountable to each other, amen? And we're encouraging each other, praying for each other. That's what this is all about. But when somebody gets, you know, I'm, I stopped going there, I, I couldn't get up in the morning and something was more important. And you start making a habit of not coming, you're breaking away from the fellowship and pretty soon anything sounds good. And we need to be careful. Number five, take advantage of Christian community. Encourage your kids to do the same. Join a small group, Sunday school class, where we sit down and we talk about, we in, in Bible study Wednesday night, teens and kids. You know, this is where we talk it over. It's more than just sitting and listening. It's an interaction with what's going on. Uh, number six, pay attention to the message of media and entertainment, the value system involved here. Uh, watch what you watch. I don't know about you, but uh, we, we go to the movies, but when you sit there and they're playing uh, previews for another movie that we would never go see, you're thinking, oh, this is disturbing. How can somebody sit through two hours of that? You know, and, and uh, we're just sitting there the, the other night thinking, oh man, you feel dirty just watching the preview. You know, and this is what they, they show to you. There's, uh, do I have it on there? Plugged in online. Yeah, that's on there. Check out www.pluggedinonline for a Christian perspective on movies, music, video games, TV shows. You can put in there on their search what you're thinking about watching. And when it comes up, you can read the uh, their writing it's just part of the focus on the family too it's just that they branched off a little bit uh, number seven be the church stand up for what's right speak up for what's good right number eight stay away from wicca uh, you may think that your pastor is paranoid <laughs> but this is not harmless stuff this is not fairy tales. This is not just a fairy tale that people, oh, what's so wrong with that? Well, yeah, we're dealing with spiritual problems. I'm warning you about Wicca. And this is a real life battle for your souls that's going on today. Um, I don't know if I have that up there. No. First uh, Peter 2.12 is a great verse. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they'll know the difference. So here are some suggestions on witnessing to a Wiccan. Don't become accusatory. Don't be judgmental or argumentative. 
you wouldn't like that, you know, because somebody comes at you in an accusatory tone or uh, it just turns it off, that shuts it down right away. Uh, number two, don't misrepresent their beliefs. Maybe this is a tool. Know a little bit about it. But don't say, well, you guys, oh man, you just do this and that. No, 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 we don't do that. No, we don't do that. Uh, show genuine love. Put on your spiritual armor. This, this involves some prayer. And here's the, the biggest one is number five. Focus on a relationship with Jesus, not rituals, not just religion. A relationship with Jesus. That's what we want to live. That's what you want to talk about. All right, does that make sense? Okay, so um, there's a lot of stuff. I'm just kind of moving down here. What would Jesus say to a Wiccan? I think he would say something like this. I love you and there's nothing you can do to ever change that. I am the way, the truth, and the life, and I invite you to follow me alone. I died in your place, paying the full price for your sins. Confess your sins, repent of the way you've been living, and receive me in your life. Let's all stand. Because you can do that right now. Each one of us, we can do that right now. We can move from blindness to sight, from death to life from being lost to being found. All we need to do is give our life to the Lord Jesus. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you, Lord, that your word is for instruction and reproof. And, and Lord, we, we look to this part of it today. Help us. In, in our relationships with other people, and especially with our relationship with you, that, that this verse from 1 Peter, that we can live such a good life among those that we rub shoulders with, that, that they can see our witness, they can see our faith. We pray for those who are searching out there. And that's exactly what these people are doing. They're searching for something that is real and they're finding it in a, in a system that is made by the evil one. And help them to know the difference that, that we have, Lord, life through you and your word. And we thank you, Father, for all that you do. We give you praise for the many things that you bring to light in your word. Help us as we, we may, because you've, I believe, Lord, because you've laid this on my heart that somebody here or more than one person here this morning is going to meet somebody from this group. Help us to say the right things. Help us to react the right way. Help us to not be scared because you you are the maker and creator of all. And that you, you give us the victory. Help us, Lord, in any and every situation throughout this week. 
And we give you praise and we give you thanks in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.